Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. We all talk about training our bodies until we're blue in the face, but what about our brains? Training your brain should be as important, if not more, than keeping your muscles in shape on a daily basis. Although it can also require a bit more help with reshaping mindsets and refocusing our thoughts on solutions instead of problems. I've seen many therapists over the years, and it's a practice I consider as normal as a daily visit to the gym. These days, however, it's a little more difficult with my job literally existing on different time zones and continents. With apps like BetterHelp, therapy is affordable, accessible, and convenient, as well as being completely online, which means you can have a session anywhere on earth as long as you have the time and a connection to the internet. At BetterHelp, signing up and matching with the right therapist is achieved by filling out a simple survey, and there's zero obligation to stay with the first therapist you meet. You can switch it up as often as you like. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com TSWW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-S-W-W. Diversion Audio. Rat Race got you down? Stars, the hottest, biggest in it's September 1990. Goodfellas is on the big screen. The first Pizza Hut opens in China. And in the charts, John Bon Jovi was being shot down in a blaze of glory. Meanwhile, over on NBC, a 21-year-old called Willard Carroll Smith II was debuting his acting skills. You ain't never gonna change! I'm getting last word! Oh, no, you not! Oh, Hello and welcome to the shows we watched with me, Emily Johnston. And me, James King. Together, we're celebrating some of the greatest TV shows. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Where are we going with this, Emily? (laughs) We are getting ready to boom, shake, shake the room. Uh, You following? Yes, hopefully, because this week's show we watched is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. It's the sitcom that launched Will Smith as an actor and ran for 148 episodes over six seasons. James, remind us of the setup. Well, Emily, this was a story all about how Will's life got (laughs) flipped and upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how he became the prince of a town called Bel Air. I just left you out to dry there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Earlier, you said, I'll rap with you. Where were you? This is too much fun. It is, of course, the classic culture clash. So Will from West Philly gets into a bit of trouble on the Beeble court and his mum sends him to live with his rich aunt and uncle in fabulous Bel Air, fabulous West Los Angeles. We do love a culture clash comedy, don't we, Emily? Don't There's we so just. many of them. There really are so many of them. In a sort of rags to riches. Yes, sort of yeah, way. exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel like... I, I kind of go back and forth on what this fascination is 
When... Wish, is it wishful thinking? Do we all hope that one day we'll get whisked off to go and live with rich relatives and have a fantastic life? Or is it lesson teaching? As uh, Is it this exposure to something that we all think is the the grass is always greener? Yeah. And so television is able to show us what that grass looks like. And we realize that actually maybe the grass that we think that is greener isn't it's just astroturf. <laughs> or, or it's just the same, that, that yeah. however wealthy you are, wherever you live, ultimately, if you're in a family, families will always have similar problems. Yes. And I think it's something that over the course of cinematic and television history, something we've been obsessed with. Um, for me, I instantly, especially because of the area of the show, I instantly think of the Beverly Hillbillies Yeah, with this whole idea of coming from nothing into something that's unfamiliar and rich and, and glitz and glamour. And Will Smith, obviously, he's coming from Philadelphia and it's, it's a very different vibe entirely, but I think it has the same essence to it. And we really get to explore what it's like to come from nothing into something so grandiose and, and so unfamiliar. And the way that Will sort of trips through it, I think, is indicative of how most of us would in this sort of foreign land, this foreign landscape. And I think that's what makes it so charming and uh, viral and something you just can't get enough of yeah. and why it was so successful and why it ran for so many seasons because there's there's never ending storyline there yeah really I mean and and I think it's fueled by the imaginations of the general public and I'm sure that there are many people sitting in that writing room who were able to say, well, you know, actually, what would I wonder what yeah. it was like to be in, in Bel Air? What drama would be created from this situation? Yeah. You know? and, and actually all of the, um, well, not all of the family, but a lot of the family are a bit stuck up, aren't they? So it seems to come down on the side of, of Will. He's the down-to-earth guy. He's the lovable guy. He's he the is. one who we see as kind of in inverted commas, normal and sensible. Whereas mm. his relatives, again, not all of them, but some of them are, are a bit um, privileged, a bit entitled and Naive, not really with their well. two feet on the ground. Yeah, um, they definitely live in a different world and it's almost like Will is this new ingredient in, the, in yeah. their family recipe that sort of levels them yeah. and allows them to realise their own privilege. Yeah. And I think that's a, a really, um, it's a very beautiful story to tell actually of this idea that you have someone that can show you a completely different world. And I think that's what I mean by it being that the green is astroturf because you start yeah. to see where the cracks are and you start to see it's very specifically in how families might be different that are wealthy compared to to families that are feel they're wealthy because they are very tight-knit families. Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of where Will was coming from, that he came from a very loving, embracing household and he comes into this household that's quite cold and, and the people are all doing their own things and they all yeah. have their own lives and agendas. And... And I, I actually was thinking about this yesterday and I was thinking about what do we have since Fresh Prince that has been a sort of similar situation, a similar vibe. And I instantly went and tell me if you disagree, but I instantly went to thinking of Schitt's Creek okay, and having yeah, it be an opposite. Yeah, yeah. So instead of go, so it's just that other end of the, the spectrum really. And then it's still that fascination of someone who has everything and then has nothing. So I think, and I'm not, and I, I don't know if this is just, a, it must not just be an American fascination because obviously people in Britain watch these shows and they're, they're obsessed with them or as obsessed as we are. And I do wonder how you feel. Like, is it, is it that a cultural thing that you guys laugh at Americans that we love these things? No, or? no, not at all. I think okay. it's, I think, I think it's um, very much the idea that rich people who 
think they've got everything and think they've got the perfect life, we kind of like seeing them brought back down to earth with a bump. Right. And of course, with Shit's Creek, actually, we ended up liking the people themselves. Yeah, you know, we, we wanted them to succeed ultimately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think certainly in the, the first couple of episodes, we were, it was quite a thrill to see these entitled people um, losing it all. <laughs> um, and then the flip side with, with Will is it's that idea of, well, you know, that just because you think your life is a certain way, you never know what might happen. You might mm. end up going somewhere, um, and a, you know, a new um, path in your journey might take you somewhere else, and you might have a completely different life, which is yeah. what he does. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, as you said, the grass isn't greener, and yeah. I would much rather be Will than Carlton. Oh, uh, I mean, you know, he's... does anyone ever say they want to be Carlton? <laughs> Besides that amazing dance that he does. But you know, if that's if that's the life, if Carlton yeah. represents that life, yeah. then okay, maybe you've got a fantastic house in Bel Air, but yeah. ultimately, Will's the cool guy. Will's the one you like. Yeah, well, at that and that's evident in high school, isn't it? So when they go into school, and everyone's gravitating towards Will. Yeah, and that and and again, is it is it because he's a shiny new penny, or he's a reality that they've never encountered before? You have so many different elements, and I think actually, I'm I'm sure someone who has more of a focus on human studies or psychology would be able to look into this and see how every different person, depending on where they come from or their experience growing up, would have a different take on this show. Well, and, if you were really rich and you lived in Bel Air right. and you watched this show and you thought, this is offensive to me. I'm not like <laughs> Carlton. This isn't like my family. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, obviously there are very few people like that compared to the masses who aren't like that. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering what what those guys thought of the show. Why aren't they being heard? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Haven't they suffered enough? We have no idea of the trials but of tribulations of Bel Air. It's interesting that there is that kind of message in Fresh Prince because ultimately, let's not forget, it's a silly comedy. It is. It's, it's a throwaway fun comedy. Is it though? Uh, well, I, I mean, I think obviously it's a mix. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it on the show. And mm. I'm about to talk about some of the, the the tougher stuff that it deals with. Yeah. Um, but I think what's its genius is that it deals with issues and, and has a message, but wears it so lightly. And Will's performance especially, and, and listen, we we know, we, we grew to see that in many movies after Fresh Prince. Mm. He can just charm so well. Mm. Um, I agree. And in a way, the show can deal with quite heavy stuff, but it never feels heavy. It never feels preachy. You're right. Um, because the writing is great and the performing is great. Um, and obviously had a huge influence. And after this, there were many other shows, sitcoms uh, with rappers starring. You had Queen Latifah doing a show. Mm. Um, In Living Colour. No, Living Single. Yeah, Sorry. Living Single, yeah. Um, in Living Colour uh, was also great, but it we'll was. do that in another episode. <laughs> Not Green Latifah. Yeah, um, uh, LL Cool J in the house, he did a show. Eve had her own sitcom as well. So it, it definitely started a trend in that respect, but I also think it, it dealt with the issues. Uh, for example, I, I never realised it was this close, but like six months after Fresh Prince launched the TV show were the LA Riots. I did not know that. So they were or really close. So America at this time, there was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And of course, the Fresh Prince kind of deals, just just alludes to the, these kind of incidents. Mm. Not in a big way, not in a heavy way. But like in the very first episode, you see Will putting up a poster of Malcolm X in his, yep. in his bedroom. Yep. And you go, you know, that on a mainstream NBC family comedy. Mm, it's a big statement. That's quite a bold statement. Mm. Um 
That's funny you mentioned the riots though, because actually, because I was so young when it yeah. came out in America, and I think we're obviously as kids, you know, the riots are going on. But your parent, I think at least my parents probably sheltered me a lot from that and yeah. as you do as parents you don't want your you know kid who doesn't understand anything to be well they sheltered watching. you from Beavis and Butthead we well, already they know did. that I mean obviously we know my parents were big shelters yeah um, but I, I, I'm sorry my head's just reeling a little bit now that you yeah. said that well then in series two which came out after um, the riots then you had the episode Guess Who's Coming to Marry where Will's aunt Janice is getting married and the big reveal the big gag is that she's getting married to a white guy and that Will's mum is, uh, it's brilliantly done. Will's mum is against it, you know, mm. and she has all these these prejudices about it. And Will isn't like that. He just wants, he, you know, his auntie to be happy. Yeah. But but like I said, it's dealing with those issues. It's reflecting things that are going on, reflecting attitudes that are going on and things just in the zeitgeist. Yeah. But doing it just with this lovely light touch. Doesn't shy away from issues of race but doing it in its own very kind of cool and cheeky way. And that yeah. really is what we came to associate with Will Smith, isn't it? You it's know, so Men true. in Black, in Wild Wild West, all those things. Yeah. Again, he's 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 certainly not pretending that he's anything but who he is. Yeah. But there's not a preachy element. It's more of a sort of lighthearted element. Which is actually quite beautiful in, in how his career progresses. Because I think if you look at him as an actor in that show, again, it's not preachy, but I think he absolutely knows what he's delivering. Yeah. And he's doing it with the, you know, the light touch that you mentioned. Yeah. And there is a brilliance in that. First acting role. That's hard to believe. It's, it's amazing. And I guess, you know, I've been fascinated by rappers who who go into acting quite a lot. And there is this whole thing with with hip hop about the sort of, sort of your alter ego. And of course, he's Will Smith, but he became the Fresh Prince. That was his rap personality. And yeah. Eminem has, or, or Marshall Mathers has Eminem on Slim Shady. So, you know, you do have a kind of alter ego. You do act really uh, often as a as a rapper anyway. Yeah. But it's still very different from performing in a song to performing in an actual sitcom or performing in a movie. Can I ask you about that actually? Because I I did wonder why he would use his actual name. And and again, my cynical brain was thinking, is he doing that because he doesn't know where this is going and he wants to make sure his music can still be highlighted through it so that if this doesn't work out, you know, the name's out there and, and people will remember to, I was about to say download his music, buy his records. <laughs> and I did wonder because obviously that's a big thing to, to yeah. and also to get get the producers to agree to just let you use your name. So you're not really, you are a character, but you're sort of a character of yourself. Use your name as in Fresh Prince or Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it plays into the authenticity of it. And yeah. and one of the things we loved about Will pre this show, when he was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, yeah. was they just felt like very authentic teenagers, your yeah. friends rapping about parents and rapping yeah. about you know parties and things like that yeah. so um i guess it, it does play into that authenticity and it's a very authentic performance it does feel like it's him um with no uh, just him being honest you yeah. know being honest about who he is and the kind of life he leads so uh i, I think and uh, there are uh, several sitcoms aren't there over the years where people have played characters who are have the same name as as you know who they are Ellen yeah. for example and things like that you know they played yeah. people with those names didn't they Yeah that's true but it just I I was curious as to what your take would be on that 
So. Um, I think that part of the joy of Fresh Prince for me in the show is that it feels authentic and real. It's, I mean, the sets aren't great. The, the <laughs> storylines, a lot of the storylines of, you know, they're very fluffy. They're the 22 minute shows. You it's know, very indicative of the time. Though. Very indicative of the time. Yeah. But what has lasted is the authenticity of that performance at the centre yeah. of it. And, and he really made that. Agree. You are listening to the shows we watched. More Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on the way. And... Tatiana Alley started in the show when she was just 11 years old playing Will's cousin Ashley I love their relationship I know so good have you ever wondered what she's up to now the answer's coming oh you have (laughs) well perfect the answer's coming up now a word from our sponsor BetterHelp We all talk about training our bodies until we're blue in the face, but what about our brains? Training your brain should be as important, if not more, than keeping your muscles in shape on a daily basis. Although it can also require a bit more help with reshaping mindsets and refocusing our thoughts on solutions instead of problems. I've seen many therapists over the years, and it's a practice I consider as normal as a daily visit to the gym. These days, however, it's a little more difficult with my job literally existing on different time zones and continents. With apps like BetterHelp, therapy is affordable, accessible, and convenient, as well as being completely online, which means you can have a session anywhere on earth as long as you have the time and a connection to the internet. At BetterHelp, signing up and matching with the right therapist is achieved by filling out a simple survey, and there's zero obligation to stay with the first therapist you meet. You can switch it up as often as you like. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com TSWW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-S-W-W. This is the shows we watched with Emily Johnston. And me, James King, talking all things Fresh Prince of Bel-Air today. <laughs> um, as I said earlier, I love that relationship between Will and his young cousin, Ashley. Um, Big brother figure, almost a father figure sometimes. Obviously, she has her own father, but but very close. And and it gr- changes over the years because she's essentially growing up on screen, isn't mm, she, Tatiana Ali? Um, but Will is always there to to help <laughs> in his inimitable style. Um, and then, of course, Tatiana had a music career. Will helped out with her getting into music, and we see the sort of beginnings of her as a as a music star in the final season of Fresh Prince. She then did six years on The Young and the Restless. I know one of your favourites, Emily. Um, <laughs> I was more a general hospital person. But, but <laughs> most, but we'll do both of those in future series. Don't uh, don't fret anybody. We'll be covering those. Um, most impressively, she's now a Harvard scholar, Tatiana Ali. Right. She studied politics at Harvard. She married a professor of English at Stanford with the amazing name of Dr. Vaughan Raspberry. No, she's yes. Tatiana Raspberry. <laughs> I mean, not professionally, but yeah, in her private life. <laughs> On her passport. Or Tatiana Raspberry Alley. Who knows? Wow. Um, or maybe he took her name because he didn't want to be a raspberry anymore. Yeah. He, but now she also combines that. I love this combination of that sort of academic side with making a lot of Christmas movies for Hallmark and Lifetime. You gotta do what you it's, do. it's like the perfect combination, really, isn't it? Uh, that sounds like a pretty sweet life to me. So mm. Tatiana Ali started off very young. Uh, in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, still going strong. Good for her. I'm glad to hear that, actually. Um, tell me about Will's 
uh, auntie in the show, Emily, Ooh, because there were a couple, Viv. weren't there? There were two. There were two actors who played that role. I think one did a couple of seasons and she then... She did. I want to make sure I get this right. Yeah, yeah. she played, I think, two seasons. Um, so it was Janet Hubbard who was the first Aunt Viv. Right. And I think this is always an interesting thing in television shows because obviously there's a number of reasons someone might leave a show. Yeah. And if you're a show that's going for 10 years, 14 years or whatever, you see these kind of character changes all the time. Yeah. Sometimes they joke about them on the show don't they, they? Do. I remember Roseanne making jokes yes. was it Becky who changed or Darlene I can't remember but one of them changed Becky. Becky and they made jokes about the fact that Becky changed and then the original Becky came back I think wasn't it oh, God, I don't think I watched it long yeah. enough to... I can't remember for sure but they were definite they definitely made reference to it I think that's kind of cheeky and nice yeah. right yeah uh, unfortunately I don't feel like this situation was very nice right so I don't know if jokes would have been appropriate right so um, she she left for for darker reasons well well, it's it's that's up for debate, right? Uh, and of course, there's been a fresh Prince of Bel Air celebration yeah. uh, and a reunion, and the original Aunt Viv has come back, and and uh, for years she was doing the press circuit saying uh, very nasty things about our lovely Will Smith. <laughs> our <laughs> I mean, lovely, that go- touching, what, what, caring Will what Smith. What nasty things has Will Smith ever done? Eh? <laughs> nothing. Ever. Nothing. Nothing controversial. He's, he wouldn't even hurt an ant. <laughs> no, absolutely not. He's never hit the headlines for anything bad, has never he? Never hit the headlines. About the same guy. <laughs> Funny you should say the word hit there. Um, He's yeah. never slapped the headlines. <laughs> Are we going to get on? To we'll move away from that. People we'll know what back. we're talking we'll about. Back. Yeah, we're celebrating the Fresh Prince. Well, the whole thing basically was that she was calling him very. Uh, uh, how was the polite way? I'm not going to say the word, but she was saying not very pleasant things to him yeah. about him to the press. Okay, saying that he had ruined her career, and uh, and the and and that was what she was saying outside of the reunion and leading up to the reunion. And they they didn't see each other yeah. after she left. And then at the reunion, they sat. Th- I mean, obviously, this makes for great television because everybody knew about the Aunt Viv controversy, and yeah. it's been in the papers everywhere back in the day when we had papers. <laughs> and um and obviously it was brought up for the reunion. And then I think probably the producers went, "Well, what's the best way to get some good viewership? Let's get Aunt Viv back on here." The and original so- <laughs> Aunt Viv returns. Original. Yeah. So. They had them sit down together and she basically said, I was going through some really hard times. And Will said, I was a really young kid and I didn't know and I wouldn't have known because I was a young, arrogant brat. Yeah. And they had this beautiful PR dreamy moment. And it's one of those things where you kind of scratch your head and go, uh, especially, I guess, if you work in the industry and you think how much of this is put on for ratings and TV and to, to make us all have a nice heartwarming feeling about uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and how much is is just complete garbage. So, but I, essentially, I, that she was saying that she had personal problems at the time, yeah, um, which may have affected her her uh, professionalism, yeah, her um, activity and, on set, yeah, and that's why she was given the push. That's why yeah. she went. Um, and Will at the time didn't appreciate that because he was too young to appreciate a middle-aged woman and the issues she might have. But I guess even more complicated because then there's rumors that she left, and then there's other rumors that Will fired her. Right, and okay. so there's just, it's just this huge controversy around. And actually, really, I think that's the only controversy that the show has. Yeah, is this idea that this character left? It wasn't the greatest of circumstances. This new lady came in, yeah. who all of us grew up with even more and and learned to love as the new Aunt Viv. Yeah, and I guess if you were young enough, you probably like it's another Aunt. Viv, cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, which I was. I didn't. It's I not like replacing Will, is it? I mean, it's no. You know. I mean, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Or, um, 
or any of the... Well, I mean, it is tough because Aunt Viv did play a huge role. I think all the supporting actors are really good, Yeah, actually. and they're very uh, crucial to, this, yeah. to pretty much every storyline. Yeah, I love Uncle Phil. I mean, yeah, Uncle <sighs> Phil's no longer with us, unfortunately, and, and so wasn't around for the, the reunion Which show, so was he? Sad. But just brilliant. It's, he it's, was so it's a good. brilliant performance. Um, but I want to shout out to um, Jeffrey as well. Of course, you're going to shout um, out the butler. <laughs> yeah, shout out the Brit. Um, Jeffrey the butler, whose name is Jeffrey Butler in no. the show. That's what he's down as. Like, that's his just, yeah, that's not his Jeffrey the butler, just Jeffrey Butler. Well, Jeffrey the butler, whose last name is Butler. How is that even? <laughs> do you think it's Asian? Well, let's do something really fun today. <laughs> I mean, change your name <laughs> but I think what's so genius about him is that and I'll get on to butlers in TV shows and movies in a second is that he's he has a, an edge to him doesn't he he does and yeah. in the way of course he's the traditional British butler who is there to serve and to make sure everything goes well and properly and, and uh, he's a very proper character but he also has a side to him and you also see the um, the the mask come off sometimes when he's annoyed um there's a great one in uh season two first episode of season two actually where the family are going to the people's choice awards mm. um and, it, and jeffrey thinks he's going and then he's not at the last minute yeah and he's really annoyed yeah <laughs> and he gets brilliantly bitchy <laughs> about the fact that he's not going yeah. to the people's choice awards and when he's serving the family just like dropping the food on their plates because he's like why should i be nice to you um and and just the one-liners he has are wonderful miss hillary the day you do anything for yourself will be the day i square dance naked on the white house lawn <laughs> which is a lovely image um but there's That's never too brilliant. much of him and th- and this is the the clever way that the producers and the director and the writers dealt with jeffrey is that he obviously he wanders in as a butler does his butling and then goes out again, you know, and he, he can kind of steal the scene with just a couple of lines, but we don't we don't have too much of him. Is that an official verb? Uh, it is that? now. <laughs> and uh, because you could you could overkill, right? Yeah. You, you could, could think, oh, he's a popular sporting character. Let's have more of him. Yeah. But actually, I think that he's used very carefully to come in, do his thing, get some laughs and then go off again. You just get a little seasoning of him. Joseph yeah. Marcel is now. He's still about 74 years old. So he's only 42 when he started that show. Oh, God, he's my I age. Know, Je- I thought he was like 65. I know. I thought he was like a really, really old man. Uh, but um, British actor, very experienced actor, Shakespearean actor. I could see that. But I love the fact that he went to the States and had this amazing career in the States. Um, Did he do anything afterwards? He's been in loads of things and is still okay. in loads of things. Okay. But obviously that's the... That's the big role. That's the yeah. role that everyone still remembers him for. Uh, and a magnificent performance, I think, from from uh, Joseph Marcel as Jeffrey the butler. Just shout out to some other butlers I was thinking of. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Alfred in Batman. Yeah. He's been a number of British actors, normally British, um, playing butlers. John Gielgud in Arthur is a very famous butler from pop culture. Lurch in the Adams family. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a butler, but obviously not traditional. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Soap? Do you remember that show, Soap? Benson, the butler in Soap. No. Big star. This was before your time, but big star in the late <laughs> 70s. Uh, but has that thing. I mean, Jeeves and Worcester, if you know your British, your English literature, yeah. Jeeves and Worcester, the PG Woodhouse stuff. Yeah. That's sort of the archetypal butler and okay. master, where the butler is way more capable of stuff than the actual like um, Billy employer. Madison's butler. Exactly. <laughs> Who was yeah. Billy Madison's butler? Do you remember uh, who that was? Didn't you have a butler in in um, Mr. Deeds as well? 
Yes. Yeah, that was John Turturro, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Yes, I think so. But the one that he had, I feel like he was Brazilian or something, wasn't he? The... Oh, it's a and, long time since I've seen was, Madison. I'm more of a Happy Gilmore guy. Billy Madison was definitely a British butler. Right. Um, and I just, when you were talking about the, the peers, for the butler knowing more than the... Yeah, that's know, the gag, that's isn't it? That's the gag on. with butlers. In, and it's the same with um, Jeffrey in, in The Fresh Prince. They're really the ones in control yeah. rather than the family who might be a bit in the clouds. Uh, so shout out to Joseph Marcel. Magnificent performance. And a magnificent performance, as always, Emily. Lovely to speak to you again. You too, James. Thank you. <laughs> if you'd like to send us an email, a voicemail, a comment, an idea for the show, or just want to say hi, our email address is theshowswewatched at gmail.com. That's theshowswewatched at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and may use your message in a future show. And of course, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look up Diversion Pods. And that's because the show we watched is a production of Diversion Audio. <laughs> this season was written, researched, and hosted by us, Emily Johnston and James King. And our supervising producer and sound mixer is Mark Francis, based on a concept by John Tuttle. And our head of marketing is Erica Farmer, and the original theme music is by Tyler Cash. Love that theme music. The shows we watched was recorded where we are right now, Vox Pod Studios in London, England, and executive produced by Jacob Bronstein, Mark Francis, and Scott Waxman for Diversion Audio. Cheerio. <laughs> Very English there. Cheerio. <laughs> Toodle pip. Toodle pip. Yeah, don't you know that one? No. Oh, that's a new one. It's a new one. No, not new one. It's an old <laughs> phrase, but it's a new one to you. I was like, that sounds proper. No, it's like sort of 50s. Toodle pip. <laughs> Diversion Audio.